Welcome to another episode of the brand called You. Today it is my privilege to have a very very accomplished entrepreneur Mr. CK Ranganathan with me. Ranga welcome to the show. Thank you Astor. Mr. Ranganathan is the founder of Cavan Care. He is also the founder of Cavan Care Ability Awards for the differently abled. He also does a set of awards which are called the Chinni Krishnan Innovation Awards for small entrepreneurs and he has recently launched Unisex Salons. In addition to that Ranga and I are both members of the YPO. Ranga tell me a little bit about your early career early life. I hail from a small coastal town called Kadalur near Pondicherry. I my father was a teacher a math teacher my mother was a school administrator. Mm-hmm. I was born with five more siblings. Mm-hmm. We are six each close to our parents. So I grew up in an agriculture land, big agriculture land. In that we grew up uh, kind of this thing and one of the things that I very vividly remember is the kind of distraction that uh, the agriculture land provided right from fishing to swimming all these things mm-hmm. in a well all these things are my biggest digression therefore I little did I focus in studies. Okay. I I was very weak academically very weak. and also studied in tamil medium and all these things when my siblings were uh, studied in english medium and all these things i think that i grew up with a lot of inferiority complex mm-hmm. so, so i constantly i was uh, given a special tuition in the evening to coach up uh, right from childhood mm-hmm. so, okay so that's the way i grew up and i also remember one of the things is i very early develop the ability to uh, dream daydream okay and that, that i think is a very very important uh, learning for me that helped me in shining in my business i must really say so i i my biggest day, the, uh, distraction when i grew up was pets mm-hmm. very fond of pets okay. my mom introduced to the pet world and i think i uh, embraced them i like a lot of uh, pigeons hens dogs color fishes and so on so anything to do with that i i loved uh, spending time with them and as i grew up i think i started having a lot of uh, pigeons pigeons became my one of the uh, important uh, passions mm-hmm. i had close to 500 pigeons when i was at the standard wow and everything okay because only a breeding organic breeding not buying kind of thing my mom and dad they never give that such kind of things So, so it's interesting you're saying that because if you look at it historically only maharajas used to have pigeons yeah that's correct oh so i i do i did that kind of uh, grow up with pigeons and uh, all the pet animals when i go to the classroom i never never used to focus on the teacher what mm-hmm. he talks very interesting right so even look at me that as if i am looking at him but i will sit uh, silently in the last bench so that i am not directly under the supervision of the teachers but i will completely daydream not even one single bit i will focus on what is being taught i solely relied on the tuition i will imagine the kind of this thing as to what color of pigeon i have to pair to get which colors and which kind of varieties i have to bring in how my construction and building the cages will will spell as the numbers grow up all this is bit by bit when more and more vivid imagination so i and really helped uh, trigger the passion and that is how the 500 happened amazing 
My mother said, okay, it is too much happening. It either pets are here or you are here. So, grudgingly, I sold off all my pigeons. I think uh, that, that's a sad story. As I grew up and after my college and started my business, once settled in business when I bought my own home, I was very careful in buying a place with a lot of uh, this thing, a garden there, so that I can keep my pets. Okay. So, looking, at the garden, looking at the huge garden behind you, I think you've got more, more space than most people would for enough pets. Well, thank you. I have a lot of birds. I, I think I, I am a breeder, professional bird breeder. So in India with all exotic birds. So we have close to about 2,500 birds now. Wow. So Ranga, let's talk about uh, cabin care. Tell me first, what does cabin care do? And what encouraged you to start this business? So I will talk about what encouraged me to talk about, start the business. After my father, my father was the sachet innovator, mm-hmm. the man who innovated sachets, which was responsible for uh, millions of uh, jobs creation across categories. Correct. So after his this thing, he, it was a small industry, he did that. And I started after his demise, he died of heart attack in the year 1979. So my brothers, uh, who were the one, the eldest was a doctor, ophthalmologist, and next was a lawyer and just started practicing, both of them. And before, uh, after my father's demise, the family decided to sell off the business, though it is very small, but no no takers. And also there was a loan of two lakhs. The family again had money. So my brother said, okay, we'll run it to settle the bank. Therefore, the properties were not worth two lakhs at that time. So we, we got into that and started, my brother started running it and took the business to much, much greater height. After my college, completing my college, I joined my family business. By then, my brothers were already doing well. Mm -hmm. As I told, because of my academic background and so on, I suffered a lot of inferiority complex. I did my BSc chemistry. Mm -hmm. That's that's how I joined. And I think it was initially before I started digesting, for three, four months time, I said, oh, the inferiority complex completely went. This is not complicated. I can do it myself. And that was a very fundamental confidence. Inferiority complex completely gone. Then you know that there's quite a lot of arguments with the brothers. Why this is done this way? Why can't this way? I think we didn't uh, see eye, saw eye to eye at that time. But I think I decided to part, move out of home. When I moved out of home, I initially don't want to start uh, shampoos. Don't want to compete with my brothers. But after thorough uh, this thing, uh, uh, thinking, mm-hmm. I said, okay, it's nothing. I don't have anything else to do with a very limited investment of 15,000 I, I earned through a salary in the family business. I said, I will completely go on a, uh, this thing. New company. Uh, on my own. So we could follow the shampoo, what I know. So that's how I started my shampoo, Kavin Kavinkar. Oh, that was called initially uh, this thing as uh, Chick India. Named Chick is a brand name first I came with. Uh, it is called uh, after my uh, father's name, shortened uh, form Chick. Chinni Krishnan is my father's name. Right. Right. So that is how, that's how the brand fame. And then we started building over a period of time. Kavin Care now, we started off with Fosso Care products. Today we are into multiple range of products right. uh, in terms of Fosso Care. We are into dairy. 
we are into foods and snacks pickles we are into salons we are into veterinary hospital as a group company so we are into multiple things so you know ranga you were telling me about cabin care and the multiple brands you have created in multiple business segments my first question to you is that what goes into building a successful fmcg brand i think uh, building successful fmcg brand hmm. it starts off from understanding your customers right. and their needs so if you can identify because the fmcg i think it's filled with very seasoned players and both large domestic players and multinationals very very large multinationals and to fight with them they have come with uh, huge experience multiple collective experience across the globe to fight with them i think you need to identify the kind of unmet needs of the customer and i would say that is a very first starting point then once you have identified the unmet need then you have to look at how to deliver the right packaging the right kind of product so then you have to look at that how am i going to communicate reach out to the outlets retail outlets and am i going to communicate to my customers okay so these are very important things the back end is of course production and all other functions are there so the the very important thing if i am to say is starts with customers understanding the customer need very differentiated need mm. and you have to go and fulfill the kind of prepare a product which meets that because many times i have identified people have identified the need but not able to meet the need correct product that give up to that because i went to amazon and i had you know a look at the range of products you have it's very very large oh, thank you amazing so my next question to you is uh, that you know for years most brand owners including cavan care had a very very large number of sales reps who would go from store to store and you know make sure that goods were available how is the e-commerce platform changing the way you do business i think that's a big change that's happening mm. earlier e-commerce used to be a negligible kind of a player now after pandemic it is all the more important it has really grown it has grown at the cost of the modern trade the self service department stores customers are not comfortable in going and shopping because of this uh, corona virus and that that i think has triggered the growth multifold and at, at least i would say e-commerce companies are growing at anybody in the web they will be growing minimum about 100% to 200% or sometimes 300% that's the current thing and we are currently growing at 200% what our base our base is small but we predict the e-commerce is going to change from the current level of about 4 to 5% of majority of the indian companies are in multinationals i think this is going to go to 25 to 30% the next 5 years time and means that five fold in total kind of sales 25 to 30% will happen in e-commerce and that i think if you are not prepared there are two three things the e-commerce customers are very different it's not your kind of thing so you you say that i am going to offer my traditional product then you are gone mm. you will be able to but you have to give it at a price point because it has to make some commercial sense to the platform owners and they demand certain margins and you have to make money so therefore the margin play is much higher here compared to the other thing so you have to give a higher value to the customer a shampoo what we sell here 
in one rupee sachet that can't be sold in e-commerce easily because how many people can put a kind of budget of buying a 250 or 300 right the price points are very important as to what it is so we have to give it to some set of people who can so you uh, my view point is e-commerce will cater to a particular cream segment of people but not to the downtrodden is my view point the mass market it is not easy because their budget size is only 10 rupees 15 rupees 20 rupees that will not work for a e-commerce so that way a large portion of our market will continue to be dependent on the kind of uh, the traditional trade only about 75 to 80% would move on to uh, 25 to 30% will move on to the e-commerce and that adaptation is required interesting so let me move on let you know you said that you recently started uh, the unisex salons tell me about this business i think uh, unisex salons were then uh, when there were only individual salons men's salon separate women's salon separate that is how it used to be yeah. we were the first one to experiment this kind of a thing and that worked well it is not very recently started we started in 2001 oh i see okay so today we have the largest number of chains we have 400 plus salons operating across the country mm-hmm. the largest privately company owned salon operating persons we own close to about 150 salons on our own no company can boast of 150 own salons but these are franchises and uh, that way i i think that is, is we we thought it's a forward integration we do so much research in coming care with the products how the customer uses what is their behavior and so on so therefore we thought it's important that we go and do this and understand this itself where we can apply our product and find out the customer reaction usage opportunity to interact with the customer and that's how we originally ventured into this so we learning it became a business by itself and uh, the same and that i can tell you the kind of learning from this salon segment is unparalleled our personal care capability including formulation capability and the kind of width and depth has grown because of these customers they have educated us so much right continuous interaction so i think we started one of the few companies that is taking feedback from customers yeah that's one and we started otherwise we were only a mass market players there are only two uh, one rupee shampoo and such kind of things our biggest pack size used to be only 10 rupees so from there to now having about 800 rupees 1000 rupees kind of products are kind of the thing all these things are possible only we started learning from these customers right very interesting so let's move on let's talk about you know the two different awards that you run one is the cavin care ability awards and the other is the chinni krishnan innovation awards talk to me about both these cavin care ability award is given to people with disability so this is to tell all the people that despite disabilities there are a lot of people and they are demonstrating a very high kind of achievements so it is it is only the disability is only in mind so that is a very important learning okay. so we wanted to very clearly communicate and tell people because when we see them a lot of inspiration one can take how how they can okay and what is this award for this award is for i think we are there are individual uh, excellence somebody who is able to despite very severe disabilities able to stand on their own and survive is one other award which is of eminence 
is one is mastery another one is eminence the mastery that i have mastered my profession i am able to stand on my own despite my interesting uh, hiccups okay that's okay so that i think is mastery so somebody with a kind of sing blind high all these things they still practicing auditing and performing very well in some big companies and grow grown up in the cadre it's not at the lower level they are able to lead a big team those are all i think it's a very clearly mastery calling yes. one who is able to not only able to kind of thing he started giving back to the society in a large way okay amazing by okay. disability they do that that is how i think we came out with that i think very happy we because otherwise we were having bits and pieces of csr in the past we said okay why like that somebody will come from lions club somebody from rotary club league this this and that you know it was going haywire these are way back before the csr like mandatory thing came in these about the last 20 years we have been doing and let's let's you know tell me about uh, the chini krishnan innovation awards i mean i know this is named after your father my father i think i realized the small entrepreneurs startups the kind of struggle they go through my father when he started up the kind of business the idea of sashi was a great one but he didn't realize that it was not patented it is gone but in a way it's good he didn't patent it everybody could able to go across all segments so but looking back now we have grown i think it is important that we stand the kind of struggle they go through having grown up corporate i think it's important that we give back handhold them without any benefit so we said to uh, this thing we said to the world and to the entrepreneurs also we will never take stake in your company because that is not the intent i will come and help you right so there is no financial benefit i will take from you so that makes it very clear then other thing is we will help you in all your this thing but without putting any money i will not give you money as a kind of this thing but i will help you with uh, the team members of kavinkar so we will mentor them we will guide them whether it is pattern getting money from banks or the kind of marketing what kind of thing they have to do i personally give 30 to 45 minutes time per entrepreneur per month i see what i bring it to the table plus my team can be endless time they want the respective kind of domain they will they will access yes so this is what we do it's an amazing amount of support you are giving to thank you you know i'm going to ask you a few questions for you personally my first question to you is that where do you draw your inspiration from i draw my inspiration from lot of uh, high achievers mm-hmm. and people those who give back to the society because when we read some good success stories businessmen who have done well i think why can't we be like that why can't i emulate that particular character from them i would not say one person but i can say that quite a lot of people i am quite fascinated by the kind of the same so therefore it is important uh, uh, to say that the inspiration comes from many successful good human beings okay not just success alone i would say thank you i can underline that thank you my next question is that if you ranga were a role model to millions of children who closely followed your life choices what is the one thing you would change in yourself so if i am to change one thing in myself i don't think i'll change anything okay. i'm happy the way i am mm-hmm. 
I'm happy the way I am. I'm, I'm very clear because there are a lot of areas that may be minus. I'm still, I'm, I'm happy. I'm not, I'm not worried. I, I'm very happy the way what I'm doing. If at all, if I am to say one thing, I would end up spending some time more with my family. But I'm spending good amount of good quality time. I have uh, engaging discussion with my kids regularly, have lunch, productive meetings weekly. All these things we have, we learn, we laugh a lot, all these things we do. But I thought I can do still more, is what I would say. My next question to you is that, you know, you have a very, very large number of people working for you. What do you look for when you hire someone? We look for attitude. Okay. Of late, we have been very strongly advocating internally. Don't judge a person by the knowledge what they have. Majority of the time, if I recruit a scientist, I'll ask relating to science-related questions. Oh, these fundamentals are not strong. I will reject. Hmm. We are not looking at that. I'm just telling an example. If I'm recruiting a scientist, I look at whether this person has the capability to read, understand, scout for knowledge, and absorb that well. Absorption capability. I read a book, I read a kind of this thing, article or research paper. Do I understand it well? Right. One. But it's not only understand, I mean, just parity what I understood or I'm able to add value to the understanding and say, this is how I'm going to change my work. Okay. So we are looking at that kind of imagination capability, the kind of this thing, is it there in the person from what is given raw? Hmm. So this is one, uh, one kind of thing, adaptability. So are they thinking big or they are very, very conservative kind of this thing? So like such, certainly each function, we have a set of attitudes. So we look at that, whether if I select a scientist, the inquisitiveness, like, like these kind of things, I sell, I discuss those five or six, very important, non-negotiable. Okay. If I look for sales, there are five or six, very this thing important, marketing, very different. But there are four or five will be constant across all coming carriers. So we ask the right questions, we track back, we look at that, whether it is evident in this journey so far one has done, gone through. Because attitude is not straight away, I ask Astros, what, what is your attitude, you answer. It doesn't happen like that. I have to very carefully listen to you, understand your journey, and then pick up whether you have gone through. Because if I start ask, asking you, you will start intelligently answering. That will not give you the kind of thing. So that way we change the way we interview. And identifying the attitudes, I think that has worked brilliantly for us. Excellent. Excellent. And so my last question for you now, what does success mean to you? You know, you're a very successful businessman. What does success mean to you? To me, I think success means it's a, it's a journey, not a destination. And I was telling this to my children also. Mm -hmm. We are all passengers. We have been fortunately given a mandate of employing so many people and beneficial to the society. And you may come, you can pass on kind of this thing and this will go on. And, but I think it's important that you do your best and you be beneficial to the society. One of the things that I told myself and my children also, every time we do something, we should ensure that the endurance of the business. We will not do anything that will jeopardize it. Okay. Uh, my, my mandate is very clear to myself. 
ஒரு <laughs> Ranga thank you so much it's been such a pleasure speaking to you i wish you and cabin care lots of success thank you ashish it's a pleasure interacting with you thank you for listening to the brand called you video cast and podcast a platform that brings you knowledge experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called you.